Welcome to the Alive Lauren podcast in the place of celebrating juicy, soulful, whole living. Sharing ideas, inspirations in 10 minute bursts, things that I'm so grateful have crossed my path and share with a hope and intention that you find value and resonance and that you equally feel, oh my God, I'm so glad that crossed my path. So this is Living Gratitude Over Preference Part 2 because this theme has just permeated today on such a scale and that retroactively (laughs) seeing it having its impacts and ripples, which is pretty profound, um, actually reminds me, it's a totally separate note, but once this whole thing of like time and time not necessarily being linear and how if you shift something now it can energetically shift stuff in previous because it's only here in like space planet earth 3d space time that we have a linear idea of time but yeah time isn't what it seems it's just here because of the way we experience life that there seems this chronology beginning and end in this flat timeline but there was once this experiment that was done where there were certain hospital ward, hospital wards with same people with the same issues, and they were sectioned off, and then the lists of the patients, some were just left, and then there were other groups where they were given two groups of people where, like their names, different people had, like, for example, a different name. I may not have the exact details, but this is the sort of, like, energy of the experiment, was different people were given like names to meditate on and send healing blessings and imagine this person in a full state of health and wellness. And the groups that were had people dedicated to them, where people were saving a certain amount of time every day, visualizing them being well and healthy, um, they statistically recovered faster than the others. But the whole irony of this whole experiment was that the people in, say, for example, 2010 were given names of people from, like, 1990. So, yeah, it just, I don't know, like I said, it's one of these things that kind of, like, boggles the mind, but it was something to that effect where, yeah, time's not exactly in. So retroactively, with this living gratitude over preference, so today... Um, I took myself for a walk along, um, I went to Tel Aviv for the day, for, from the afternoon, and um, obviously like, my preference when going <laughs> is that it's a sunny day, and that there's a beautiful sunset, and a beautiful blue sky, and to see the lighting is magic when it's sunset, and today it's pretty fairly overcast, and I just realized like, instead of being having fixation on my preference and then that impacting and detracting from the fact that I'm I'm there I'm able to travel there I've got legs that can carry me for a walk I've got like I can walk along the beach I can see I can see the sea I can see that it's cloudy and what was so spectacular was actually that at certain times actually as the sun was setting because of the clouds there was some of the most beautiful coloring these beautiful pinks and luminous and pale pinks of the sun, which, although it had been an overcast afternoon, like there's always, there's always the choice of gratitude. And I just felt like I had a blessed with like an actual experience of that opportunity 
of like, I could have missed it because I was so fixated on, oh my God, it's so bummer, it's cloudy and it's horrible, but just being with what is. Okay, so that was my preference. It doesn't need to have the energy and the attention, but how magnificent. I wouldn't have had the opportunity that that sort of like visual of an art, a moving creative art display across the entire skyline um, when certain clouds got like lit up with this beautiful luminous pink and there were some other really dark gray ones that were like moving across. It was a bit of like a theater and a cloud dance production and, you know, costume design that I was blessed in that fraction. You know, so it's not like that the whole afternoon. It's more at a certain time when that happens. But still, it's like, yeah, so gratitude over preference. And then I shared this and a friend reminded me, so she'd had some cataract surgery and apparently when you have it you can choose whether you want like clear vision far or clear vision for reading and she had chosen clear vision far in both eyes now the doctor hadn't properly explained to her that she should choose clear far for one eye and clear close for the other eye so that way she'd never need reading glasses the eyes somehow adapt I don't know ophthalmically all the details but yeah, this wasn't made clear before and she just chose the long distance and now she has to wear reading glasses. And one time she was saying how frustrating it is putting them on and off and on and off. And I just kind of gently said, you know, sometimes what helps me in frustrating situations is to think about like for somebody that has no eyesight at all, if you were to offer them the opportunity of like perfect 2020 eyesight, but they'll have a challenge reading close things and they'll have to put on reading glasses when they've got to read a label or some really small um like receipt or something they would like grab at it <laughs> and that would be like the biggest lottery win ever so for what her was an inconvenience would be like a lottery win for somebody else so everything is always so relative and then she was like really hit her hard and really like cracked her heart open and she was she chose then to like be grateful for the fact that oh my god I have sight yes I have to put on reading glasses but I can still see some people reading glasses no reading glasses they're not seeing at all and she reminded me that again that was like that was retroactively you know her choice then of gratitude over preference and then, yeah, recently I'd said, just even on, on small minor levels, when I'd shared the other day, like now when something irritates me, trying to rather, even if I get a cut, like when I cut my leg shaving, just gratitude for the fact that, oh my God, I, I can feel that cut. There are people who paralyze who don't feel a razor blade cut. Or when I went out the other morning and it was so noisy with a leaf blower, or you, even when they're doing alterations across the road from me, it's like, thank God I, I've got hearing to be annoyed. There's so many people who wouldn't even know that sound existed. So to take the thing that is the source of irritation and actually to flip it, to be grateful that I can be irritated because I have the senses picking up that irritation or that pain or that whatever it is. Um, yeah, so this like gratitude over preference was just coming full circle in so many different directions. Um, so... Oh, to celebrate it, celebrate it, celebrate it. And then along the lines of celebrating, also um, business as a force for good. So this, I don't know if the guy is traditionally or like officially a B Corp certification, but I'd mentioned the other day about how Patagonia have gone purpose by instead of listing their stocks on the 
stock market, they've actually entrusted the entire company to a trust. And then any excess surplus profits, instead of being split to investors, actually goes to support projects and initiatives that are protecting the planet. So the whole slogan there was like in the letter that the founder wrote of Patagonia saying that they're using instead of the wealth of Patagonia going to reimburse investors, they're using the wealth of Patagonia to actually protect the source of all wealth, which is this planet. Because without the planet, there's, there's nothing. What are you making? What are you going to sell if you've got no planet, no resources? So along that vein, a friend who was prepping like a class on waste, reducing food waste, told me about his most magical, beautiful soul. So he's a supermarket owner. He's in Germany. And he's so passionate about reducing food waste that he has a section of his store where food produce that may be looking a bit strange or maybe like bananas are almost like a little bit too ripe or maybe the fruit's a bit bruised, it goes on this table where customers can take it for free. And, you know, you could say on one hand, oh, but that's like costing him because people would come in and buy whatever they're taking off that free table. But there's a bigger picture here and he's doing it because of the bigger picture because it's the right thing to do. And I've, I've heard it said like, an indigenous Indian like uh, chiefs, leaders, would consider their actions seven generations into the future. And it's not just about his cost, his company. It's like, what about the cost of food waste to the planet, <laughs> which is ultimately the source of all the produce that he sells in his store? So it was just so wonderful to have this inspiration of someone. And he's also got other initiatives with certain lower shelves, have got markdowns of items that are about to expire. So it was really just warmed my heart infinitely. <laughs> so on that glorious note, here is to more supermarkets just taking, yeah, seeing that example and taking it on board. And, and here's two initiatives just celebrating that reduced food waste, the people who are out there coming up with solutions and being living, breathing examples of them, pockets of them all over this beautiful planet. And yeah, celebrating, living gratitude over preference, precious heart. So happy adventuring until we meet again. Mwah.